So if you're new here, or if you don't come frequently, this is a little bit different than our normal service, so I don't want you to expect this every week. Um, for those that have been here the last, we just finished our four-week vision series, and today is the first class of what we call our growth track, which is an assimilation process of three classes that we are going to filter every single person that comes to our church through. You have a question? Oh, John. Oh, someone help John out over here. It's like I've never had a question before our service before. You. So this is the first class of a three-class series, Growth Track, like I said. Every person that comes in here, this is the way. As a staff and as leadership, we always ask ourselves, like, how do we get people discipled quickly? How do we get them connected to community? How do we get them to be an active participant in church as opposed to someone just coming? That's what assimilation means, and this is our assimilation process. So to launch this, the problem was is we have a whole church full of people that haven't been through it. So we wrestled with, okay, do we do this outside of church or do we just take the whole church through it at one time? And after praying about it and thinking about it for quite a while we, and talking to some other people in our church network, we decided to bring the whole church through the classes together. So today is class one. We clear? It was pretty cool. Let me just say a little thing on that. So we were just with, uh, the last three days, we were with um, Confluence. For those that don't know, Confluence is a network of churches that we have joined and we are a part of. It is a part of a larger network in the world. Um, it started in Europe. Altogether, there's over 3,000 churches that are involved. Um, Terry Virgo, if you ever want to look up, Terry Virgo is the, the founder of that network. Um, he basically got passionate about seeing the gifts manifested in services along with keeping the word priority. Because a lot of times in charismatic churches, right, you get a little frilly, you get a little goofy, right? Then in word churches, you get all about the intellectual, but you forget the spiritual. Well, he had this vision to bring the two together. And the cool thing is, is this movement has exploded. And it came to the U.S. not that long ago, um, and it is growing rapidly. It was so cool and such a blessing for us to sit and see all that they've accomplished. I mean, we were planting churches in Venezuela, in Mexico, China. I mean, the list goes on. It is just exploding both in the U.S., but also in other parts of the world. And they actually brought in some of those pastors from other countries to talk to us about what they go through. And I've got to be honest, hearing people say that they risk their lives every day to advance the gospel humbles you a little. We're a little bit spoiled in the church in America. Guys, we have the greatest gift you can ever offer a human being in the gospel message. But sometimes we don't take it very seriously. We take that for granted. So growth track, I'm hoping that you guys will... Oh, let me jump ahead. So this packet, you are not going to fill out the membership covenant. You're not going to fill out the survey, but you are going to be filling this packet out along with me. So everyone pull this one out. So let's turn to page one. Page one says this, our mission. And you guys should all know this because you've been at church the last four weeks. Our mission, the Rock Church is a church to help all people know God. Say it with me. Know God, find family, live kingdom-centered lives, and be on mission together. That is the mission of Rock Church. Page three, our hope for you. You are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. You see, the church is a spiritual family. And God's heart for you is to be a member of a church family. 
Did you guys get those two? First two blanks. The church is a spiritual family, and God's heart for you is to be a member of a church family. Now at the bottom page, it says the goal of growth track is this. Here's the goal of this entire thing. That you will be able to say, Jesus is my Lord, and Rock Church is my church. Now, just, let me just say something about that. My goal, our goal for every single person that ever steps foot in here is this, that they become a member of a local church. Here's the thing. We don't care if it's not our church. If I go through this packet and you're like, this isn't for me, I don't believe in X, Y, or Z, and think that maybe there's a church down the street that fits you better, by all means, go be a member of that church. What I know that I know that I know is that none of us are called to not be members of church, but to just go float around to different churches. That is not what we're called to. We're called to be a body part, a member, an active participant that helps spread the gospel together. So our goal when we go through this, if you do, I would pray, and our goal for you is to be a member of a church. Let's go to page four. Our history... So we're going to go through, th through some things so you understand really who it is that we are. Our name, this dad wrote this, with a promise that God would birth a church in a day, Rock Church held its first service on Father's Day 2002. How many years is that now? 2002? 18 years ago. 63 people were in attendance as we embraced the vision to honor God, love people, and build our lives on the rock of his word. A couple of verses that meant a lot to dad was Haggai 1.8 said, go up into the mountains and bring down timber and build my house so that I may take pleasure in it and be honored. Matthew 7, 24 and 25, therefore everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because he had its foundation on the rock. To date, we continue to pursue and clarify these objectives as we move into the future. We believe the vision has led us deeper into knowing God, finding family, living kingdom-centered lives, and being on mission together. Things we know will honor our Father. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Grace will always be the predominant thing at Rock Church. We cannot earn God's favor we cannot earn our own salvation. We cannot merit any good thing from God. I don't care how bad of a sinner you are, this is where you belong. Right? Jesus Christ paid the price for you. Don't think your sin is ever bigger than what he did on the cross. You know what you're doing when you do that? You're shrinking the cross. If you think you're so bad that Jesus doesn't love you, you're shrinking the cross. It's so much bigger than your sin ever will be any sin you could ever do. You guys should all be saying amen to that. Our vision, our theology drives our vision, which drives our methods. Um, there is one typo in this thing, and I want you guys to all scratch it out. Right there where it says theology vision, the last one should say method, not messages. So let me talk through this real quick. Our vision, our theology drives our vision which drives our methods. Theology, because God saves, unites, transforms, and sends, our vision is 
that people would, I want you to see that it's, it's directly across the line right there. Because he saves, we want people to know God so they can come into salvation, right? Because he unites, we want people to find family, right? Because he transforms, we as people are going to live kingdom-centered lives, right? Where the kingdom is the most important thing in our lives. It drives what we do every single day. When we were picking out a job, right? When I'm making a financial decision, we are going to teach our people to live kingdom-centered, right? What is the kingdom? It's the availability of Jesus Christ here and now. It's living in his presence now. It's heaven coming to earth now. It's God's will now. That's living a kingdom-centered life. And the last one, sends. He sends us. We are going to be on mission together. We are all going to equip each other, prepare each other to go out and preach the gospel and bring God's kingdom to earth as it is in heaven. Who wants to be a part of that? So what methods? What are the methods that we're going to do? Rock Church is structured around these things. Worship gatherings, community groups, also known as our kingdom communities, growth track, our assimilation process, and serving opportunities. Those are the methods in which we're going to focus on doing those things. Next page. Our prayer for you, I do not cease, Paul says, to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. Our spiritual journey consists of four steps. And we know these four steps because we just preached on them, but I'm going to go over them one more time. You guys see these banners over here? Know God. Find family. Live kingdom-centered lives and be on mission together. The first one, number one, know God. Write that in. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of him. So much of our spiritual journey is learning about who God is. Right? It says in the word that Jesus came as the perfect revelation of the Father. It says, if you know me, and if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Our entire lives, we are going to be searching out who this God is. We are going to be looking to Jesus to see who that God is. Because that is where our true joy and our true peace lies, is knowing who Jesus Christ is. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. That is a hard statement spoken by Jesus, but we want our people to come into real knowledge. It's not just quoting scripture. It's not just trying to do all of the right things. It's intimately coming into relationship with him and actually acting out the will of what God wants. Do you hear me? Right? I can be the guy that shows up to church and prays for people and does all these things, but behind closed doors, am I pursuing righteousness? Am I pursuing God's will? Or am I pursuing my own will? Am I still obsessed with things of the world or am I obsessed with the, obsessed with the will of God? That's what we want for our people. The second one is finding family. Number two, find family. His glorious inheritance in the saints, God's people. As you come to him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious. 
you yourselves, living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. I love that so much. Guys, the house of God, the temple of God, is no longer a building or a place. Look around. Look at the people around you. That's the temple now. We are the people that house Jesus Christ, and he's building us up into perfect temples. So then you are no longer stranger and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints, members, there it is again, members of the household of God. Number three, live kingdom-centered lives. Guys, this is by far probably the most deep one, um, the one that goes and just grasps so much. Galatians 2.16 says this, yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law. Because by the works of the law, no one will be justified. Like I said earlier, to live kingdom-centered, to live with Jesus at the forefront is to remember that I will never earn his love. I will never be justified in his sight by doing a bunch of good, but only by faith and believing in what he accomplished. Matthew 6, 33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added to you. What does that mean? That means through my daily life, I'm not seeking pleasure, comfort, right? I'm not seeking better clothes or cars, or as soon as my mind focuses on that, I'm off track. I seek the kingdom, and then guess what? I have confidence and faith and trust that he's going to take care of the other things. But the kingdom is the thing that we're after. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Philippians 2.12, therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence. This one's huge. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. To live kingdom-centered is to always be working out our own salvation. You're going to hear it a lot. We're going to talk about sin a lot. We're going to talk about getting those things out of your life. We're going to talk about you being free enough to admit and to repent and to say openly that I deal in an area so you can get freedom from that area. Right? We're going to work out our own salvation because you see salvation, a lot of people think is, oh, I raised my hand and I accepted Jesus and now it's done. So much in scripture, what we see is transformation, or salvation is a process that happens over time. He's continually saving you. Did you hear that? He saved you and is continually saving you. I'm working out my own salvation every day. What that means is if I still want to sin, if I still see areas where I'm like, I want to sin, then I openly acknowledge, God, I see this in my heart. I want to do this thing. And I'm willing to admit it, and I need your help, and I need to talk to people about it, and I need to work that thing out until, guess what? It falls off you, and then you learn to hate it because you see how much destruction it causes. Matthew 16, 24, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. To live kingdom-centered is to deny my wants, my needs, and only serve the Lord's, right? And eventually what happens is those things start to come in a line with one another, right? So to become a member of a church, what you're saying is I'm going to lay my life down and I'm going to give it to this house, I'm going to give it to these people around me. 
I'm going to show up and I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to show up on Sundays and I'm going to hold them and talk to them and be with them and mourn with them and rejoice with them. That's what it means to lay down your, or your desires and pick up his. Last one. Be on mission together. But this is my father. But by this my father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy, joy may be full. As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. And then that same verse again. Here's what I want to say about this. We live in such a funny culture we're going to church is like a thing you do. It's like the Sunday morning thing. But what we envision and what we imagine and what we're trying to create and we believe is biblical is accountability. Now, what I'm saying is I'm not going to get on the phone. If you decide to become a covenant member of Rock Church, I'm not going to be on your phone chewing your butt every time you don't show up to something. But just as you expect me as one of the leaders here to be in the word and in prayer, I'm going to expect you to do the same. And I'm going to lovingly encourage you when I see you off track in putting other things in front of your life at the forefront that shouldn't be. I'm going to be there to be like, hey, I need you to get back in line. We need you to get back in line. You are doing yourself a huge disservice and going to cause yourself a ton of pain because you're out of line. And you're becoming a loving family of accountability. I know that's crazy in this culture because guess what? We are all our own gods and no one better tell me what to do and no one better get involved with my life because it's my life. How many know that's true in our culture? And this may be scary for you, but you know what? We've prayed over this. We've pleaded over this. Give us 10 people. Give us 20 people. We want people that are committed to one another. Page seven, how we help people know God. There at the top, I want you to write Sunday services. We consider reaching people who do not know God personally to be one of our greatest responsibilities. Our hope is that every Sunday, we would both equip the believer and give the unbeliever an opportunity to hear and respond to the gospel. Our Sunday service is, for those who want to know what we're about, disciple-oriented and seeker-intelligible. Disciple-oriented and seeker-intelligible. And here's what we mean by that. We are equipping disciples on Sunday morning. That is our primary task. Okay, we are getting you guys prepared to go out and be the love of Christ to other people. Right, and the second one is seeker-intelligible. Why does that matter? Humans have this funny way of making things so formal that they no longer relate to our lives. Right, we want our people to come in. Our messages, as you guys know, are relatable to your life. They're seeker intelligible. You're going to come. It's going to relate to where you're at with what you're dealing with. That's what we're about on Sunday mornings. I'm going to skip those, those couple of verses there. I'm going to skip down. Our services focus on four values. Number one, celebration. We believe the church should be a celebration of who God is and what he has done. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Number two, the second value of our Sunday services is participation. 
We believe the church should be a place where people experience God's presence and participate together in worship for the building up of the body. That is specifically why you guys see us do certain things in services that get you up, moving, and active. Right? We want you to stand there and say scripture with us together through the call to worship. We want to confess as a body, corporately, where we've fallen short, and we want to receive corporately. So coming isn't just sitting there and getting fed. It's you coming and worshiping with your body and with your mouth and being an active participant in our services. Number three, preparation. We believe that Sunday services equip and prepare us to represent Jesus and bring his kingdom with us throughout the rest of the week. As he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry for building up of the body. (coughs) Salvation. We believe the church is a community that should be frequently leading others to follow Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So those are the four values of our Sunday services. Now section B here. I want you to write this. We are witnesses. We are witnesses. You're going to hear a lot about this in the coming years, getting you guys more involved. Where are we witnesses? In Jerusalem. In that box, I want you to write our city. The primary way we reach our city is by being a community that is committed to blessing those who are far from God. We are also committed to planting other locations throughout our region. Did you guys hear that? One day, we are going to, in the works, right now we have a team of elders that are going through an elder track process. It's a year and a half deep process to equip people to lead our church and possibly some of them to plant a church one day. We want to be a church that plants other churches because that's how you spread the gospel. It has nothing to do about advancing a business. It has everything to do with advancing a gospel. Okay, number two, in Judea and in Samaria, our nation. The primary way we reach our nation is by planting new churches and strengthening existing churches. We do this through our connection with Confluence Churches, which currently has churches in the U.S. and Mexico. Reaching Samaria is about more than simple geography. The Hebrew-Samaritan divide spanned religion, race, culture, and politics. Jesus, in his outreach to the Samaritan woman, crossed every division to include Samaritans and God's salvation. Through the Great Commission, we carry on the barrier-breaking ministry of Christ, proclaiming that in him we are one new man. We are partnering with God in racial reconciliation in the cities and towns of our nation. Part of being a Confluence Church is we give 10% of our income to Confluence to help plant other churches across the world. And we got to witness it this week. We went and they had, I think, at least probably eight new plants that came up and gave their testimonial. God's doing things in Sacramento and Venezuela, Mexico, um, Boston. There's just churches in Kansas City, churches being planted all over the place. And it's so cool to see that because churches came together that maybe had differing opinions but believed the main things, the main thing, are working together and giving financially together to spread the gospel message all throughout the country. Does anyone else like being a part of something like that? Number three, to the ends of the earth, our world. The primary way we reach our world is through our partnership with New Frontiers Family of Churches, which collaborates to plant churches and support the global mission. Sorry if this is confusing. New Frontiers is the large umbrella over all of them, and Confluence is the U.S. So that's what that means. So we partner with them. The money that we help contribute goes to plant churches both in our country and across the world. 
And can I just say, guys, when you understand, when you plant countries in places like um, Nepal, we heard a lot about Nepal this week. Um, it used to literally have zero converts, one of the smallest, and now it's one of the fastest growing Christian places in the world. And they risk their lives. They actually have government mandate that you are not allowed to evangelize. And they are still spreading the gospel like crazy, and churches are going up like nuts. Confluence itself has almost 50 churches over there now. So it's pretty awesome. So how are we going to do these things? Number one, we're going to pray for each of these areas that we might reach people with the goodness of God. We were just at a conference. The whole thing was about prayer and prophecy. This morning we had an amazing time with our leadership team on prayer. Prayer is going to be the driving force in this church that drives everything that we do. There's something about saying, you know what, God, we cannot do this on our own. We're just measly human beings. We're miserable, and we need you to help us and to work through us. And the way that we do that is we pray, and we beg God, and he moves on our behalf. Number two is we're going to go. We're going to be a missionary where you are, with your friends, family, and neighbors. Make a practice to implement the blessing strategy of beginning with prayer, listening, eating, serving, and storying. We'll get more into that. Anyone remember Dylan came and preached on blessing? Anyone? Yeah. Number three, we're going to receive power from on high. In order to be effective witnesses, we need to be constantly receiving power from on high. The good news is that Jesus is more than willing to give us the Holy Spirit if we will only ask. We are going to be consistently praying God would fill us with his spirit. We are going to preach the word. We know the word and the spirit are, are tied together. We are going to pray for one another. We are going to ask that we would receive power from on high to do what he wants us to do. The last one is we're going to give. We're going to give your time and resources to reach people for Christ. The last thing on page 10. How we help people find family is through kingdom communities. When we say kingdom communities, that now encompasses all of our communities. War, men of valor, groups. Listen, to become a member of Rock Church... We are going to ask that you be a participant, a member of one of these communities. We have many options, both early in the morning and late at night, multiple times a week. There is absolutely no reason that you shouldn't be a member. So, over the next few weeks, actually, we encourage you to complete the growth track. This was step one. The few things, number one, we ask that you be saved and be baptized. We're going to do it through Bible reading and prayer, serving teams, giving to the mission of Rock Church, and membership. Now, you see these next, where's the next steps? I want everyone to turn real quick to page 15. This packet is for you. This packet goes into our doctrine. It goes into our finances. It goes into anything that you may have a question about. It's for you. I don't have time to go through all of it. But I do want to go over the next steps. So here's where we're at. If you listen to this today, and you have that, that covenant with you, and you already know, I know I'm a member of this church. Like, I know I'm committed to this vision. I'm committed to signing this covenant. We would love for you to fill that out today. If you're not, and maybe you have questions for me or my father or anyone on our leadership team, please come and talk to us. We still have two more weeks of this. But we want you to fill that out if you are comfortable. So the next steps on how to become a member are this. Learn and attend Growth Track Step 1. Well done. You all did it. Number two, we're going to ask that you join a community group. 
And that can be as simple as telling us, hey guys, I'm going to be going to Men of Valor. Hey guys, I'm going to commit to this kingdom community. Hey guys, I'm going to do this. We're not, here's what we're not doing, guys. We're not, what's the word I'm looking for? Micromanaging you. I don't want you to think to be like, oh, Becky told me she's going to be going to war on Sundays and I'm going to do attendance and see if she was there. No, this is a covenant. You're giving us your word and we're going to see if we notice, maybe we'll get in your face a little bit, but this is not going to be like that. Number three, believe rock church members are required to profess their faith in Jesus and God. Unfortunately, we don't allow atheists to be members of rock church. It doesn't work super well, but we want them to come every week. Right? But to be a member, you need to believe in Jesus Christ and profess that. Number four, here's the thing. That says you're going to meet with an elder. Typically, we will do elders, but because we're bringing the whole church, we're not going to have you be meeting with an elder if you choose to be a rock church on this first go-around. We will be talking to all of you, but you do not have to do that required to be a member. Number five is complete and attend steps two and three, which are next week and the week after. Number six is commit rock church members, express their commitments to one another by agreeing our membership covenant. So you will be signing that covenant. And number seven, the final thing before you become a member is you will be recognized in front of our body as a member of rock church. Those are the steps. Everyone good with it? So, here's what we're going to do now. I want you guys to take the time to for sure fill out one thing. Band, you guys can come. We're going to fill out, I want everyone to fill out the member survey, because that's going to tell us where you're at, no matter what you decide. And then two, if you feel like you have peace with God, and by all means, if you don't have peace with God, don't do it. We're not, do not want to manipulate or force anyone to do this. But if you know that you're called to be a member of Rock Church, we would love for you to fill out that covenant. We're going to give you guys, the band's going to play a worship song here. We're going to give you guys a few minutes, and they're going to come along and correct them. Let me pray real quick. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity. Lord, we know that you birthed this vision in my dad's heart, Father, years ago to start this church. And we know that we're only scratching the surface with what you want to do in this city, Father. And God, we pray and we ask, and our ask and we ask again, Father, give us people who want to run with us. Give us people who are committed, Father God, of their time, of their resources, of their prayers, of their serving. God, we want people, Lord. God, we just pray that we would all grow together, Father and a closer relationship with you because that's what it's all about, Father. Everybody say, amen. Thanks again for listening to our podcast and this week's message. Again, if you'd like to find out more about our church and attending a live service, you can find us online at www.rockchurchqc.com as well as on Facebook at Rock Church of the Quad Cities and on YouTube. Just search Rock Church QC and you'll be able to access our past sermons. As, and when you subscribe, you'll be notified when we go live for our weekly services. Until next time, have a great day and God bless.